The New York Giants set their initial 53-man roster. What do I think about it? Also, Kevin Ostriker of the Locked on Ravens podcast joins me to give us a little bit of insight on offensive lineman Ben Bredesen, whom the Giants traded for on Tuesday. All that and more coming up on this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and I'd like to welcome you to the day after the Giants roster trimmed from 80 to 53 men. This is going to be a roster reaction show. So we've got that coming up. We also have special guest Kevin Ostriker, who is the host of the Locked on Ravens podcast. He stopped by to talk a little bit about the Giants' newest acquisition offensive lineman, Ben Bredesen. So he's going to be coming up a little later on on the program. Let's go ahead and break this down. I'm going to take it position by position. Quarterbacks, the Giants kept two, Daniel Jones, Mike Lennon. No surprise there. We all thought that was going to be the case. Brian Lewerke is out, but I think he's going to head to the practice squad. So again, nothing to see there as far as we know. Running backs. Now, this is not really a surprise depending on how you group the running backs. If you group them with the fullbacks or if you just want to keep them separately. Now, I keep them separately, but the Giants kept three running backs. They kept Barkley, Booker, and Gary Brightwell. So that meant that Corey Clement was the odd man out. And of course, Sandro Plotzkummer, the uh, player that the Giants picked up from the International Pathway Program a year ago, he gets a roster exemption. So he will go to the practice squad, won't count against any numbers. So let's talk a little bit about Corey Clement and why he was the odd man out. Now, Corey Clement actually was a pretty good runner for the Giants. I know he had that lost fumble inside the uh, the end zone or the red zone there. Uh, I believe it was what the first preseason game, but that said, Clement was, you know, picking up yards after contact. He was running hard where Clement went wrong. And I guess in retrospect, the handwriting was kind of on the wall in preseason game. Number three is Clement didn't show up on special teams. He was literally invisible despite playing on all the special teams. So that's where rookie Gary Brightwell, who by the way, got first team reps with the Giants offense the other day uh, in the preseason finale, that's where Gary Brightwell edged Corey Clement out. Now, also worth noting is that with the fullbacks, and the Giants did keep two fullbacks as I projected they would, um, Eli Penny has been getting some snaps as a tailback, and he's been doing pretty well with them. So I think the combination of Clement not doing very much on special teams combined with Penny showing that he can handle tailback duties. And oh, by the way, Penny is a core special teamer. So I think all that factored into the decision to keep just three running backs and two fullbacks. And oh, by the way, I think the Giants are going to be re-signing Alfred Morris, who they cut earlier in camp, but I think they're going to add him back to their practice squad so that uh, they have some depth there just in case something happens. All right, moving on. 
wide receiver. The Giants kept seven. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Toney, John Ross, CJ Board, and Dante Pettis. Pettis was kind of a surprise to me because I didn't think he really did that much. But in thinking about it, John Ross has been injured. He's had a hamstring from what I understand. So I don't see the Giants sticking with seven receivers. So I'm just wondering if maybe John Ross is headed to injured reserve when the period opens up on September 1st. So when you're hearing this podcast or watching this podcast, the Giants will start to move guys to and from injured or to injured reserve rather. So I'm thinking maybe the plan is to move John Ross to injured reserve where he would have to sit for a minimum of three weeks and have Dante Pettis maybe do some of that return work. All right. So anyway, not making the cut at receiver, David Sills, Matt Cole, Alex Bachman, Austin Mack, and Damian Willis. Bachman and Mack were placed on IR, so they're done for the year pending, you know, if they get released in an injury settlement and then come back after the settlement is over. I don't think that'll be the case. But anyway, David Sills, a guy who a lot of people thought might make the roster, I think that says a lot about maybe how the Giants feel about Kenny Galladay, that maybe they're feeling pretty optimistic. Because if you've watched the show before, read me on Giants Country, you know that I've voiced the opinion that David Sills is a classic ex-receiver. Not in the same stratosphere as Kenny Galladay, but he has a lot of those skills. So I'd like to think that maybe Galladay is getting closer to being full speed and ready to go for week one. The Giants have two weeks to get him ready. And I think maybe that is why David Sills didn't make that final cut. I'd be surprised, by the way, if David Sills doesn't get picked up by some other team. I, I think you know he did a lot to prove that he can contribute to an offense. Okay, continuing on, tight end. Three guys kept Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Caden Smith. Now, this position, I've got to be honest with you, I'm a little concerned with this position. Evan Ingram on Tuesday was the only one of the rostered players not out and taking part in the very light walkthrough practice that the Giants had. Now, head coach Joe Judge, when he spoke to the media, still sounded a little unsure as to what the status is with Ingram. He said that in a couple of days, they should have a better idea. Now, maybe they know and they just don't want to say, or maybe they don't know. But needless to say, I'm a little concerned with Ingram and his status. I am concerned about Kyle Rudolph, the fact that he just came off the pup list on Wednesday, a week ago Wednesday, and uh, hasn't had uh, that ramp up that uh, a lot of players have had. So the Giants, again, they have two weeks to get everybody ready, but I got to be honest with you, I'd be stunned if the Giants don't add another tight end to that group, because right now the only healthy tight end they have is Caden Smith. And I just don't think that's going to be enough, folks. We'll see. We'll see if they agree. And, you know, we'll see how Evan Ingram um, comes through the next couple of days. The Giants are going to practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Then the players have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And then, of course, the following Monday, they start getting ready for the regular season. So that's worth keeping an eye on. All right. On the offensive line, the Giants kept eight, including the two newcomers that they traded for, Billy Price and Ben Bredesen. So you have Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, Nick Gates, Will Hernandez, Matt Parrott, Nate Solder, Billy Price, and Bredesen. Not making the cut. Jonathan Harrison, Kenny Wiggins, Ted Larson, who was placed on IR. Chad Slade, Jackson Barton, 
that was kind of a surprise for me. I thought Jackson Barton played well in the summer, but you know, they have Nate Solder and the two young tackles. So Barton back to the practice squad, I assume was going to be the case. Uh, Jake Burton didn't make it and neither did Brett Hedge. So Billy Price um, was acquired in the trade for BJ Hill with the Bengals back on Monday. Bredersen, you're going to hear about him coming up later in the show. I've got Kevin Ostriker coming on from Locked on Ravens. He's going to tell us a little bit about him. But uh, yeah, the Giants, the one thing about the offensive line with the Giants is that Lemieux injury. Now, the Athletic reported that Lemieux has a partially torn patellar tendon. That, to me, doesn't sound like an injury that he's going to be able to get through the season with, even if he, you know, manages it, gets treatment for it. I'd be a little concerned, you know, for, considering that Joe Judge has always expressed concern about players and their well-being and their long-term future. I frankly am, I would be surprised if the Giants don't put Lemieux on short-term IR with the idea of getting him back. I mean, I know they're trying to avoid surgery there, but Better to get that thing fixed and to run the risk and put him out there. And then God forbid he's not right or he makes the injury worse and it becomes a full tear, which by the way, is the injury that Victor Cruz went through. And we know that Victor Cruz, even though he played a different position, was never quite the same. So I have a feeling that Lemieux is going to get surgery at some point for that injury. I'd be, I'd be stunned, especially, you know, since they've added pace who can play guard or center although I think Pace is better off as a, a center. And they added uh, Bredesen, who can play guard. All right, coming up in just a bit, folks, we're going to talk about the Giants defense. Make sure you keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Hey, Giant fans, we have much more coming up on today's show. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info, and sign-up bonuses for all your sporting needs by heading over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. When you open an account and use our special promo code LOCKED ON, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Welcome back, Giant fans. You are on Locked on Giants with Patricia Trainer. We're doing a roster review show, reactions, some thoughts, some surprises, some takeaways. And still to come, we're going to hear from Kevin Ostriker, who is the host of the Locked on Ravens podcast. He's going to tell us a little bit about new offensive lineman Ben Bredersen, whom the Giants acquired via trade on cutdown day. But first, let's go through the Giants defense and special teams roster reactions and takeaways. And we'll kick it off with the defensive line. And uh, the Giants kept five at this position. No surprises here. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Austin Johnson, Raymond Johnson III made the roster. That was a guy who I had on my initial 53. Not surprised. He had a heck of a summer. Not making the roster, David Moa, Willie Henry, and Elijah Qualls. Moa might come as a surprise to some people, but as we've been discussing on the last couple of shows with uh, Nick Filano and then with David Turner yesterday, Moa was kind of an undersized guy, so I didn't see him really making the team, certainly not ahead of Raymond Johnson. So uh, the Giants going with five on the defensive line. Now at outside linebacker, here's where there was probably a tiny little surprise for me at any rate. The Giants kept five, 
which is what I thought they would do. And the five are Lorenzo Carter, Aziz Ojulari, O'Shane Zimenez, Ellerson Smith, and Trent Harris. Not making the cut, Ifedi Odenabo, Nico Lalos, and Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson, of course, is going to be suspended for the first six games. First, let me talk about Ifedi Odenabo. The Giants gave him a contract with a million dollars guaranteed, and they were looking to convert him from a three down, you know, a three point stance defensive lineman to a stand up outside linebacker. It's a role that Odenabo never played. And, you know, in retrospect, I probably should have seen this coming. I really wanted to believe that he would grow into the role and I didn't trust my eyes here, you know, but uh, anyway, what happened with Odenabo is when he was initially with the Vikings, they moved him from defensive end to defensive tackle and he didn't take to the position very well. And so he went on this odyssey around the, the NFL, went, had stops with the Browns and I think with Arizona before finding his way back to Minnesota. And that's when Minnesota said, okay, you know what? We're going to put you back at defensive end and see what you got. And he was productive. All right. So now he comes over to the Giants. The Giants want to try him as an outside linebacker and kind of the same story. He didn't really, you know, take to the position. It wasn't that he wasn't working at it. It just wasn't a fit. I mean, some guys, it's just, you know, you ask them to change positions or learn a new positions and it's just not a fit. And um, Odenabo just it didn't work out. And so the Giants are going to have to eat $1 million in cap money off on that contract. Now, Ellerson Smith made the roster, but I firmly believe he's headed to IR, which makes me wonder if the Giants are going to add another guy to that uh to that list, or are they going to maybe just go with four guys? Because Cam Brown, who was listed in the inside linebackers uh position group. He can play inside and outside. So I'm just wondering if maybe they leave that that's, uh, fifth spot open once Ellerson Smith goes to injured reserve. Speaking of inside linebacker, we have Blake Martinez, Tate Crowder, Carter Coughlin, who can also, by the way, play some outside linebacker, Reggie Ragland, and Cam Brown. The, the man out was Devonta Downs. No surprise there. All right, cornerback. Here's where there's probably the biggest surprise, I think. The Giants kept seven cornerbacks, James Bradbury, Adoree Jackson, Darnay Holmes, Keon Crossan, the special teamer, Rodarius Williams, Sam Beal, and Josh Jackson. All right. Now, Josh Jackson, I don't think he has practiced or played since the Giants acquired him in a trade with Green Bay for Isaac Yadam. I think he might be headed to injured reserve. But Sam Beal, Sam Beal made the roster. And that was a surprise to me. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought Sam Beal, you know, the Giants moved on from him, you know, just backing up a little bit. When Sam Beal was initially drafted in 2018, the third round of the supplemental draft, the hope was that he would become a starter because listen, listen, the guy is talented, but between the injuries and then opting out, he's missed so much time. So in the interim, the Giants added James Bradbury. They've added a Dory Jackson to be their outside guys. So now, you know, you wonder, did the injury to Jackson, who's dealing with a sprained ankle, is that why they kept Sam Beal? Going back to the number of cornerbacks on the Giants roster, I don't think they keep seven. I think, as I said, uh, Josh Jackson goes to IR. Um, 
do they keep six? I think they do because Keon Crossan is more of a special teamer. So um, I think they're going to roll with the six instead of the um, the seven. I initially had them down for five because some of the safeties can play corner as well. But I guess the Giants are going to go with the extra guy, especially I guess it makes sense with Adoree Jackson dealing with that in, um, ankle injury. All right. Speaking of safety, nothing major here. Logan Ryan, Jabril Pepper, Xavier McKinney, and Julian Love. No surprises there. Special teams. Here's where there was a little bit of a surprise. Casey Kreider was cut. However, however, he's going to be re-signed. It was a procedural thing and a way for the Giants to get an extra guy on the roster. Again, by the time you hear this podcast, this roster that I just read you is going to change. There's going to be guys moved to IR. There's going to be new faces. We'll get you all up to date on all that stuff. But uh, Casey Kreider amongst the roster cuts. Nobody had him on their roster cut list. I know I didn't, but hey, nobody hits it you know, a hundred percent of their roster cuts anyway. So, all right, giant fans, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Kevin Ostriker of Locked on Ravens is going to join us. He's going to tell us a little bit about new offensive lineman, Ben Bredersen, whom the giants acquired via trade from the Ravens stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, giant fans. We have much more coming up, but first let me ask you a question. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of all the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV's DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies according to package. Hey, Giant fans, we've got more coming up in just a bit. But first, let me tell you about Bill Bar. Bill Bar is a healthy, low carb, low sugar, and high protein treat that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Choose from nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited time offering available in nut and nut free varieties. Visit BuiltBar.com and get 15% off your first order with the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. And welcome back, Giant fans, to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you. And I am now joined by Locked on Ravens host, Kevin Ostriker who is going to tell us a little bit about the Giants' new offensive lineman, Ben Bredesen. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. First off, hope you are well. And um, so what do we need to know about uh, this new offensive lineman that the Giants traded for? Yeah, I think that the Giants got a good one here. I was very high on Ben Bredesen. First of all, coming out of the draft, he's a player that is very versatile, can play a couple of different positions. Baltimore was using him in a couple different ways. Now, he didn't play a ton in Baltimore. He was very buried on that depth chart. 
But the Ravens tried him out at center for a time during last year's training camp. He came in as a guard, obviously, but he also was used as an extra offensive lineman in heavy power sets where they would put him on the field and he would do a pretty good job. In the preseason, the Ravens tried him out at tackle a little bit again. So they were trying to find ways to use him. Now, the reason I think the Ravens actually traded Bredesen was because of the fact that the Ravens had so many other interior guys. I think the Giants just took advantage of a team that wasn't going to be able to keep all of these guys on their roster. And the Ravens were looking to get at least anything back for a player who wasn't going to be on their roster in 48, 24 hours. And I think it was a good deal for both sides. Baltimore, again, they move up in the draft. They get a couple of spots up there, which I think is going to be good for the America cost has done that with Sean Wade now, Greg Mance, and now Ben Bredesen. But overall, Bredesen is a player who still has a lot of room to grow. He's not by any means a finished product. I think with the right coaching, he could be a great fit in the Giants offense. And coming from an offense that is very run heavy in Baltimore, obviously they've been emphasizing a bit more of that. But coming out of Michigan, he was very well refined. He's one of the smarter football players who came out of that program, I think, in a very long time. People laud his football IQ. So I think overall, this was a great pickup for the Giants and just a, a scenario where Baltimore wasn't able to keep everybody they had on their roster that was talented. You mentioned he has room to grow. Where, where are some of the areas that you think he can get better? Yeah, sometimes in a couple plays during the preseason, his foot speed wasn't there, wasn't up to par with what it maybe should be to be a starting quality player in the NFL. He has athleticism. He's able to pull very well, but sometimes he gets just overwhelmed by either stronger or faster players, which is natural when you just haven't played enough. You haven't done the technical refinement of going up against star players each and every Sunday. But I think it's it's just the surface for Ben Bredesen right now. He's just scratching it. And again, with him in particular, I think it's going to be interesting to see where the Giants view him at. I think he is a guard, but if the Giants want to kick him out to tackle and see what he has or put him inside at center, the Ravens have given him that experience. So he's not coming in blind on day one. So he's a versatile piece, but it's just a couple of areas like that where he needs to grow a bit. And how is he on the move? He's good. The Ravens use a lot of pulling in their schemes. The Ravens also just move their offensive linemen around a lot. So he's had experience in those extra sets where he's the sixth offensive lineman. He moves out in space well. He's able to get to the second level and he's able to engage. You know, if he just does a double team with somebody, he's able to get to the next level, secure a guy, secure the edge off. So he is good in those situations. He's not the best in the, in the NFL at it, but I think he definitely has room to grow there as well. How much, just out of curiosity, how much did the acquisition of Kevin Zeitler play into this this young man being shipped out of there? You know, Kevin Zeitler, of course, the former Giant, uh, the Giants cut him, decided to go with a youth movement. And of course, you know, I think that's coming back to haunt them a little bit. But <laughs> how much was that, a do you think, a factor in the Ravens deciding to move the guy? Yeah, from an absolute roster perspective, I think it had a little bit to do with it. You know, Zeitler is someone who is not going anywhere in that right guard position. He is the guy for them. So if they didn't sign him and the Ravens said, all right, we're going to trust our young guys instead. Zeitler is now off the roster. I think Bredesen slides back in there. I had him on my initial 53-man roster. I had him on my final 53-man roster in favor of him over a center of Tristan Cologne. That was his name. The Ravens obviously liked Cologne a lot last year. They moved him up to their active roster when teams started to chime in about him and saying, we want him on our team. So I think that doesn't shock me that the Ravens kept Cologne over Bredesen, but I don't think that's an indictment on Bredesen as a player. I just think, again, the Ravens liked one guy over the other, but they liked both. It wasn't they just wanted to ship him out of town. 
Now, forgive me for this, because obviously I'm not familiar with what the Ravens run, but do they run more gap or more power? They run power. They like running power. Um, second preseason game, the Carolina of Panthers or Panthers linebacker was interviewing with their local station, and he said, we know what they're running every time. They're running power every time, and we cannot stop it. So, you know, they run power a lot. That's what their bread and butter is. Obviously, the injury to J.K. Dobbins the run game is going to suffer a bit, but they've been one of the best rushing teams in the NFL. So I don't, I don't expect that power game to, to go off at all. Okay. Cause I asked, because I think the giants run a combination of both gap yeah. and, and power. So I was just wondering, you know, how much experience does, uh, does Ben have with, you know, both schemes? Yeah, there's, there, there's both. They, they don't not run gap at all, but they are more of a power team for sure. And how is he with the, you know, the, the intangibles, things like uh, the play speed, his strength, um, the football IQ? What can you tell us about that? Yeah, Bredesen was a starter for a long time at Michigan. So coming out, people loved how smart he was. He knew the game and he still does. I think he's one of the smarter players who came out of that program. So in terms of that, I think the Giants are getting a phenomenal player. Strength wise, he has it. He's not the strongest player in the world, can sometimes get overpowered. But he's not weak. He's not going to let somebody just completely bull rush him. He has a he has a good base, good anchor. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. And just in terms of everything he does, he has good movement speed. You you mentioned the moving. I think he does a good job at that as well. So I think intangible wise, he's set. He's a he's a sturdy prospect in every way you can imagine it. Again, it's somebody who hasn't had a ton of NFL experience, but with the intangibles he has, he can grow into those with the coach, and that he'll probably get in New York. And then, of course, good at pass protection, I assume. Yes, I, he he is good at pass protection. The Ravens, they're a run football team, but in pass protection, he was able to hold up and didn't have that experience with the Ravens. Didn't really play on the football field a ton, but in practice, I think he showed it, but just he just didn't do enough in order to get on the roster as opposed to the other guys at the team liked. Well, that's reassuring because the Giants face some really power uh, rusher types uh, on their schedule. So and pass protection, they need that offensive line, whoever's on that offensive line to really kind of step up. So just final question for you, Kevin. I mean, the Giants offensive line, we thought was going to be set. Shane Lemieux, we found out, uh, according to a report from The Athletic, partially torn patellar tendon. So it sounds like even though they're going to try and manage it, I don't know how much they're going to be able to get out of him. If Bredesen has to step in there for week one, do you think he can quickly get up to speed on the offense and be ready to roll by September 12th? I think it'll be an adjustment. I'm not saying he can't do it, but in the Ravens situation, I'll take something they're going through. The Ravens have had plenty of injuries on their offensive line. They haven't really had guys gelling with each other. And anytime a new guy's coming into a new offense, there is going to be an adjustment period. So I think if he's in there week one, it'd be a good experience for him to go out there and be in the offense in a live game situation. I don't know how well he would perform, but I think that is a good starting point for him. When you would get to week two, week four, week six, those are the types of games like a week one where he learns those mistakes. He goes through a couple. I'm sure it wouldn't be perfect, but it wouldn't be this. All right. He's, he's doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to play the game of football. I don't think it'd be that kind of performance. So there might be an adjustment period. It might not be the cleanest thing anybody's ever seen, but I think he could do it. It's just a matter of how much they're expecting out of him in week one. All right. Great stuff, Kevin. Really appreciate the insight, the intel. Looking forward to seeing what Ben Bredesen brings to the table and uh, looking forward to seeing what this offensive line is going to look like, because I don't have to tell you that that is probably the biggest question mark on the New York Giants. He is Kevin Ostriker. 
and uh, he is the host of the Locked on Ravens podcast. Check him out and also check him out on Twitter. You see his Twitter handle there below. And uh, Giant fans, we will be right back after this with more here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Hey, Giant fans, before we say goodbye, I want to tell you about a couple of special podcasts. Make sure you check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.